0: Grimdark Live, it is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos.
1: And for short pants gamers?
0: No, not you.
1: Ah, crap.
0: Get ready all you Grimdark goons for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf, only right here on Grimdark Live.
2: Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice, Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf, and the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, I got my co-host, Gary. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? It's time to charge stuff. That's a- what it's time to do. A, B, C, always be charging. Yeah, we got that. Then you know, folks, um, I do want to say something right off the bat. We had a couple of folks that tried to jump on GrimdarkLive.com to buy some uh, uh, some T-shirts and, of course, the, uh, the dice that you know we sell. Gary, do you want to tell them about the little dice that we sell on GrimdarkLive.com? Oh, the Patrick
1: promise—the new no.
2: one we're coming up with. That yeah, one? I'm sorry, folks. Gary's been drinking and he bumped his head. Let me explain really what he's talking about. The dice. See, Those are the dice with the Gary Frank guarantee. You're guaranteed to roll a six on the six dice of the sixth game and get six opponent that you've played, as long as you have a sixth sense of humor. That's the Gary Frank guarantee. No, actually, folks. Uh, all all joking aside, we we currently have the shop. A couple of folks asked about uh, the uh, the shop page. Uh, you know, we get, we we we're, we're reconfiguring that, so you're going to notice that that's down on the uh, on the website right now. So have to bear with us. Uh, we're, we're redoing that page, and that should be up here in the next uh, next day or two so you can get all of your Grimdark swag. Uh, but uh, here it is, folks. Hello, and uh, welcome to uh, uh, another show. Thanks for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live, and if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, but Gary, what do you think, man? You ready for another show?
1: Of course. But this is show number, what, 30? Is that what
2: we're on? I think 30, so, man. 30 I think or so. maybe two. Those so. well, you know, it, it's, no. uh, it's counting is tough.
1: Well, I, I'm excited to go on this one because after the last one on uh, AOS side, started to build some stuff and try to understand more of how. 3.0 is and how to play that when we get on the board, so I don't look like you playing 40k.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, man, somewhere there's a village missing its idiot when I get around 40k. But you know what, Age of Sigmar 3.0 definitely has some mysteries that we're going to be getting into. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I think there's, it's going to take a few games to get it all uh, all worked out. But uh, but here it is, folks. All right, listen up, you dice shucking glue sniffing, gamer goons. We got a show tonight, man. And uh, on the heels of the recent FAQ and the launch of the Dominion Box, you know, introducing, obviously, the Cruel Boys, uh, which I like to say Grimdark Live introduced first, uh, we're going to be having a look at the Auric War Clans and what to expect of this army post the most recent FAQ. You know, it's interesting because we're going to have a little bit, uh, and, and Gary, I want to say this as, 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 as openly as possible, we're going to have a little bit of a look ahead, if you will, uh, of Sorry. this of this army on, on, and, and also what we know about Cruel Boys. And uh, and and really, how we think Ork War Clans, with their pending new book and everything is going to come up. You know uh, how they're going to be playing uh, currently, right now in 3.0 as they stand. And right. you know, folks, here's an interesting point. If you guys recall last week's show, uh, we had a look at four different armies in each of the Grand Alliances, uh, and, and we really just hit on the the high low points of each as it it really washed out per the FAQ, and and tonight we're going to be doing a little bit more of that, uh, only for the Orcs, of course, the Orc War Clans, and um, uh, we're going to look into the future on what to expect with this army in 3.0, and and more uh, once the new battle tone breaks loose. We're definitely going to be back with you to talk a little bit about that, and and, um, obviously we're going to talk about Cruel Boys units and and, and, uh, some of the new units, specifically the new new units. Is that a word, Gary? Can I say new new? New new, I think it's a no no, but we'll go ahead and go with it. All right, all right. Well, it's a, even if new new is a no no, I think we're just going to go go with that with that word. Sorry, Gary, I, well, I went there, man. The medication is wearing off. You,
1: you do what you do what you do.
2: So okay, just, even if I do so, do. Do I
1: I try the paper with
2: you? Maybe sure. there you go. Please Thank you, very So we <laughs> so, so, something. So. so we're we're gonna be uh we are going to be doing that. We're gonna be looking at the new new units here uh for Cruel Boys that were released. And uh, and Gary, here's here's a funny thing I want to throw out there, man. Your your son Gavin, he's looking to get into the Oric War Clans,
1: right? Uh yeah, I actually picked up two Dominion boxes and uh, he's building the Cruel Boy side and I'm building uh frustratingly the um The Storm side of things
2: yeah and so. we're definitely going to be hearing that we get into the uh the, the staying true or sniffing glue but what are your thoughts early on on the uh on, on the war clans orc war clans and and the, the cruel boys gary what are your early well, early thoughts
1: anything that allows you to do mortal wounds army-wide just 16 percent of the time on a roll is pretty good in my opinion because right. now you're just bypassing rind and going straight to ward save if it exists
2: yep Yep. Yeah, that's definitely going to help you in this game for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a lot to say on them, and I'm going to save my thoughts uh, for, for here a little bit later on. But, uh, but, Gary, here it is, man. Tell me, man, are, are you staying true or are you sniffing glue?
1: Uh, staying true, building these things here is one. In front of it looks very good. Stormcast Eternals. Yes, I don't like models that have push pins in them, yeah. i.e., yeah. This is the second one I'm doing here. It's got these little holes in it. Right. You have push pins to go into them. And sometimes that I found a one model. It's the first model I've ever actually thrown away because I got so frustrated with it. And I just went and got rid right <laughs> of it. And yeah. fortunately though we had two boxes, so this was that model originally. So uh-huh. This is the one that survived. This leg right here. Yeah. That comes down the back is one piece that the head is attached to, and it comes all the way across and has a flip over to the back. And it would not do that. And the pins were either um, not misaligned, but too long, or the um, the guide end form was too narrow. And it would have a gap that goes down the side of them, kind of similar to um, the gap that goes down the side of this bottle here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, I mean, it's not bad, but it's bad enough on that one for me to notice it. And so my suggestion would be, and this was from our Discord channel, too, some of the guys who put in there, because I voiced right. Some of my frustrations is um, you can clip those off, but uh, trying to the age old, oh, well dry fit them first. Well, let me tell you something. When you take the weapon here yeah, and you dry fit that and you push that into the hole and you try to pull it back out so you can glue it, it might break because it's such a snug fit to go in there that once you've done it, there it is. Yeah. So that may not be the best advice anymore. Or you can just clip that little one off altogether and line them up the old-fashioned way.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's probably what you're going to have to do because you know I found that those holes didn't line up either. But you know what's funny is uh, I, I think the intention when GW first came out with these push fits, they were supposed to be kind of like Velcro shoes. I think that was the intention. You know, it was going yeah. to be just, and, and it never really quite works out that way. Um, but no. yeah, so so are you are you accomplishing it? I mean, I, obviously, what you're saying is so push yeah. fit push fit is not for hobbyists with anger management issues like yourself.
1: No, not at all. But and the um, instructions on them are worse than furniture I buy from a certain Swedish store up the road. And I'm like, God, this is terrible. Yeah. But um, I got to get them built because Gab and I are going to start pushing them around in the back. Out in the uh, gamer's garage to hey. see how those go. And um, it, it's okay now. I was going through it and then looking at it and lining everything up. It just takes longer than it should because of the addition now I know they did uh, the easy built. Oh yeah, right. And those were actually pretty good. And I think that's kind of a hybrid crossover because these are not easy built. Right. So to speak. Yeah. So you know, I think they could have just done a little better QA job.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think the QAQC process over there kind of slipped off a little bit. And you know, and as far as for myself, as far as you know, I, I'm gonna still say I'm staying true. I'm not gonna say I'm completely sniffing glue, although it's mildly enjoyable depending on the viscosity of the glue itself. I but uh but I, he's I <laughs> oh, he's got the good stuff, man. Hey, you got to tell yeah. me who your dealer is later. So, um, but I, I'm staying true. I'm working on my giants, are looking awesome, getting them ready for for, for tournaments and, and for the warm meets But you know, Gary, I want to I want to kind of you know uh, pull the pull the card over here. I want to take a left turn at Albuquerque, as I say all the time. Because I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can can I do that? Oh, could, uh, could, could yeah, I, I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> you can feel free. So, so, folks, uh, he, he brought up uh, our Discord. And of course, Grimdark Live has our own Discord. Uh, you know, uh, Justin, uh, the crazy bandana man, you know, he put that thing together, and it's a freaking awesome Discord. Justin, great job to you, bud. Um, but I, I want to go back to something that, that you had posted on the Discord, Gary, and I want to ask you that. I want to use my time here for staying true or sniffing glue, because I think a little bit of pontification on your point here, I thought was... Um, was weeks pretty-
1: in you that word. You got to pick a new
2: one. I can't. I can't. I you know I've I've got it written down in a funny place, and I have to refer to it every once in a while. More more Fair. once than a while. Fair. Um. So so here it is. I'm actually trying to find it right here on the Discord, here, folks. And I I'm, I'm fumbling around on my phone. Remember that thing I said about a village missing its idiot? Gary, go ahead and, and, and ask what what you said on the Discord. So um, oh, what
1: I said on the Discord.
2: Oh no, here what? oh here it is. Oh, I'm sorry, You're sorry, funny? sorry. All right, so make me look it up. Nope, 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 nope. All right, it said. So he, this is from this is from Gary here. It said, "So I've been thinking: Is there a merit to collecting oh. just one army and being the best with that army?" Um, I, I want to go out and answer that. I, I thought that was. I, I wanted to bring that up. There wasn't really a place for it in the show, but I thought that would be a warranted thing to kind of throw out there. Um, I think it goes back to everything that 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 we've all talked about a hundred times that repetition of play and getting to know your army and understanding the different scenarios and opponents you're going to play. Yeah. There's a lot of merit to that. I think longevity with an art, with an army is, is it's like what we say all the time, you know um, how many times does a gamer go to that hobby store? They buy that box of, 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 new shiny plastic dollies and they pull it out and they, and they realize it doesn't come with a gamer. So I, th- I think, I think that's a great thing. I mean, I, you know, here's that word pontificate a little bit more on what you were saying about that. So I,
1: mine my side out of the hobbies is i want to be a competitive player to go through it and i, I got a really good friend of mine aaron m and i talk constantly and this same subject comes up all the time there's like and um like we'll go new hotness and age of sigma right now is 3.0 followed by stormcast followed by cruel boys or if you're the destruction side it's Cruel boys and then stormcast however you want to look at it right so you'll have people that'll jump say you're a um uh this player you're going to jump over that because it's new and the rules on it nobody else has caught up to yet but now you've abandoned and you're losing time with your primary army which means you're not practicing with it you're not getting better with it and eventually most of the time you're going to go back to that right so picking one army and then playing with that means like uh, another friend of mine Justin that doesn't jump around he's played chaos his entire life he says um I'd rather be the best chaos player than the second or third best new army player. And that's why he just stays with that. Yeah. Plus if you're interested in keeping any kind of money in your wallet, one army is generally better to pick than jumping around and go everywhere else.
2: You know, that, that, that kind of, that same philosophy is a lot like with wives and girlfriends. You know, if you want to keep your money in your pocket, you stick with one. And you don't ever let them meet. Well, see that's, you know, remember that time we were out having a donut and that happened to you? Holy cow. I I don't know how you survived what
1: show am i on
2: i don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> What are talking about all right we're gonna be right back with the
0: news six squared studios six squared studios i'll say it again six squared studios six squared studios are the real terrain nerds you all need for getting your terrain from get your commercial laser cut mdf bases silicone molds for resin prints Game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios.
2: Hey gang, today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. 6 Squared Studios. I'll say it again. 6 Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with 6 Squared Studios. Check them out at 6squaredstudios.ca. Again, that's 6-squaredstudios.ca. squared 6 Squared Studios where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers, just like their saying goes. Gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers six squared studios six squared
0: studios tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds
2: all right man we're gonna get on this news uh, we actually got a pretty um, a pretty sentimental uh, story that uh, that is in the news I don't know if uh, a lot of you guys came across this today uh, but uh, we were uh we were pretty, uh, uh, pretty pleasantly surprised and shocked to hear of the retiring of Jervis Johnson. And I know that, uh, at least in my mind, I think he had a lot more to do with the community on the fantasy side uh, than, of course, he did um, on the 40K side, Gary. So I'm not really sure, but you're familiar with 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 Jervis Johnson, correct? but I hear the name all the time. So yeah, and, and you know it's funny. I'm I'm throwing up the little uh, the little piece here about him, and and it looks like that uh, what the, what they're basically saying is that um, you know he was a staple part of the Warhammer studio for many decades, and you know staple is really kind of a uh, I think a, a mild way to put this guy's career, and um, you know he, he really brought so much to the game into the hobby, and uh, was really kind of that that um, that force that really brought us through uh, Rank and Flank into Age of Sigmar, and and I'm I'm sure he had a lot to do with 40k as well so i'm not discounting that but i'm just talking about what i know of and it looks like here that the uh the, the next white dwarf is going to see his last article and his uh his farewell and so it's funny because uh given the lack of credits in, in games workshop publications in the recent years I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of you young folks out there you know a lot of people uh younger than than myself and especially younger than gary as it, old as he is man uh, you know, I uh, really don't know who the guy is, but if you get a chance, if you don't really know who Jervis Johnson is, you really should take a moment and uh, and, and look the guy up. He, he had a pretty remarkable uh, remarkable run. The guy the guy's going to leave behind quite a legacy of war games and, and great moments. I mean, uh, Gary, uh, what any, anything you got to say about Jervis? Um,
1: anytime somebody dedicates, they take all, all of us love this hobby, but it's a hobby. It's kind of like our golf. Right. Anytime that somebody takes their hobby and their golf and says, "Nope, this is what I'm going to do and turns that into a career and goes in and does that, that we are able to do what we're doing because individuals will do things like this. Yeah. Without people that take it past the hobby point and go into I'm going to dedicate basically my life to this. um, We wouldn't have a show to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I love it. It's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you you look at, um, I don't know if you guys ever see it, there's a YouTube video documentary going around really about how Games Workshop started. And I know Jervis wasn't one of the original guys, but he was one of the guys that I think really, you know, put it on his back and helped drive it. But it's really an amazing story and, and really how he came in. And so, um, you know, it, uh, it it's really going to be kind of interesting to see where the company goes on on somebody like that that's got such a heavy departure and yeah even on the boards Elizabeth Storder we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use your words here it says that's so cool such a legacy created from such an amazing hobby and community you're absolutely right and uh so uh you know all the best and you know what's funny you always you always want to go out on top you know and uh i think i think with how successful age of sigmar is and the continued success on the 40 K side and some of their box games. And even now with Lord of the Rings starting to ramp up again, because of the the new show that's going to be coming out. Um, he's really leaving on a high note and I, and I gotta, I gotta tip yep. my hat to that. That's that's success right there, man. Yep. So I agree. good stuff. Well, uh, we got, uh, we got our main topic coming up here, folks, and that is our news topics. So we're going to be right back. We're going to be talking about green skins.
0: Public Service Announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts Elven forest demonic stronghold and so much more find out what you've been missing by checking us out on facebook at frag factory 3d printing or send us an email at fragfactory 3d at gmail.com bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for take your gaming to the next level with frag factory 3d printing we print life into your games tell them grindark live sent you and your first hour of printing is free
2: Hey, gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you, and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory 3 dprintinggmailcom at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag
0: Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games.
2: Now, back to the show all right here we go man we are back with the uh the the orc war clans uh, greenskins. i uh i hope they get back to that phrase greenskins, man i always uh i always like that a lot uh a lot better i think um but folks uh, thanks a lot we a little bit of a technical snafu hope we hope we're, we're coming through okay i believe we are and we're going to keep uh we're going to keep rolling here so here it is man we're going to be talking about age of sigmar 3.0 and and how it's going to fare with Auric war clans and what we know so uh this is going to be pretty 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 great topic um so, folks, here it is. Um, we know that a new battle tome is inbound, and 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 the rumor is that it's going to be in August or, or thereabouts. Uh, so, we're probably only a couple of weeks away from getting the new Orc War clans battle tome. Uh, but what we do have right now is the FAQ. We know we have that. Uh, we have the new Cruel Boys, and we really have enough background knowledge to have a great discussion tonight on this exciting army, and you know, really in in in, in the Age of Sigmar worlds and how it really pertains to that. So. I think there's a lot that we can do as far as uh getting a good discussion on that thing. So, uh, but but Gary, um you know this type of assault army is really right up your alley as far as play style. You know, I'm surprised you haven't jumped all over this one as an AOS army. I mean, thoughts?
1: Well, I thought about going through it. My like I said though, my son was looking into it too, and I've never liked having the mirror matches as play. Oh, sure. Where we're playing the same thing to go through it and. um i kind of got drawn to stormcast because i'm a big thor nerd and they're just running around with shields and hammers right so, right you know it was better than that but they are definitely i never really was drawn to them to be honest i'm not sure why i love reading about them love playing against them they're cool to look at it's just wasn't it, hadn't been my thing i right. did try it a while back with
2: the uh cabbage patch kings whatever they oh yeah called. yeah yeah the, the uh the uh See, you said Cabbage Patch Kings. Now it's completely completely through my mind. Uh, the uh, the Maw Crusher. That was a, Crusher. That was the yeah, mock Crusher. Yeah, Maw Crusher. Thank you. That was great, and I would loved it
1: going through there. But as I went through it, Seraphim became my favorite, which is odd because they're not really assault much at all. I mean, you can certainly design them that way, but my opinion, the competitive one's not that side. Um, but I can certainly look through it and see the draw. And why assault players would want to use them? Yeah, but uh, I mean,
2: the reason why I brought this up on you is because you know you're the ABC guy, man. You're the always be charging guy, and and, 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 you know,
1: and I will be. So.
2: <laughs> but but just not with the orcs. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because when when I when this army first and we talked about this is when you, know, when you were trying to really kind of find your, uh, your 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 way through AOS and try to figure out an army. I was like orcs. You're gonna love orcs. So right. you know, but but I think you know what? You got Gavin playing them. I mean, you know, I I think uh, I think this is definitely a great uh, ABC army for sure. Uh, but let's uh, let's dive into this, man. Let, you know, let, Let's get into the Ork War Clans. Uh, w- with a look at the most recent information that's been released here, and that's the FAQ. Um, you know, w- with with the recent announcement of, of the Orc War Clans Battletome for 3.0 that's going to be on the way, it makes sense to really focus on only clearing up a few rule disagreements and, and some updates to the the few profiles of this army. I think that's really what, what really matters. I think that's what a lot of people are going to be wanting to pay attention to. Uh, so in short there isn't really any the good news here here gary and 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 you know even to gavin and everyone else out there that plays these guys there really isn't any nerfs that that i really could see or come you know come come up with um to speak of or anything that that would really prevent orcs from doing what they already do um and with 3.0 launching and with the new Cruel Boy sub-faction, this FAQ probably doesn't surprise anyone in the fact that it really contains very little, you know, substantive change to the Orc Warclans faction as a whole. And I think a lot of that is because we're getting a new book, you know what I mean? Yep, I would agree. So, uh, they,
1: they tend to be very light on the old FAQ hammer for newer books when they come out because those rules, like you said... Could be in hand in the next 14 days
2: yeah yeah and I, I think with august right around the corner i think i think that's definitely going to happen sooner than we're even giving it credit for uh but as a side note uh we will be having a part two of our cruel boys coverage once the new tome does drop uh, but feel free to check out our earlier coverage on the cruel boys uh, uh if you wish uh, we kind of talked about uh, a lot of the stuff that's already out there so it's probably old old ass knowledge now uh but let's get into this gary let's talk about this faq that dropped for the orc war clan so as I said earlier, the Orc War Clan uh, FAQ doesn't really shake anything up. Um, there are mostly clarifications to existing rule disagreements and some things to really bring the orcs in line with 3.0. And it, it basically—that's it. There's really not much more to it. They're a solid <laughs> army. I would say they're upper mid tier uh, in the right hands. So at least they didn't get any worse. You know, I, I, is that, is, isn't that that a pathetic consolidation?
1: <laughs> well, it, it is, but I, I think that they are they got a lot better going into 3.0 from okay. one reason. Okay. And this is going to be something I'm going to say quite a bit, and uh, people will get tired of hearing it, but it's true. And that table being smaller ah. is massive for them. It's like, oh, well, you're still going to be, you know, a fair distance apart, but you can't deploy a long ways behind your deployment zone because it's not there anymore right so when they get into your lines they're basically six inches away from being into your whole army not not just what you wanted to let them kill and god forbid they win the priority rule you You know know, whatever that unit was is
2: going to uh
1: start smacking stuff around
2: yeah they're going to be on you and you know it's funny you know it it, it, i think i think when, when 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 the talk of the new table size came out that 44 by 60 everybody went nuts and then it's funny it just kind of dropped off everyone stopped Uh talking about it. And so I actually love the fact that you're bringing it up because it it got me thinking here, and I'm going to tie this into, uh, uh, one piece here of the FAQ that, that I'm, that I'm reading. Um, and, and it's for both the mega boss on a maw crusher, uh, and the orc, uh, mega boss on foot. And the FAQ gives a little clarification on how the, the, the non-modified role of a six bonus works. And that's for the rip tooth fist. Uh, that's been clarified um gary do you do you know of the uh the, the Rip Tooth fist
1: um no i'm trying to uh keep up that one i don't know i see it right there yeah so so, it, so it's let good uh, go, ahead, go I see. ahead yeah so the unmodified save rule for an attack may be the weapon the targets are model. the riptooth fist is a six the attack unit serves one mortal wound after all of its attacks have
2: been resolved yep exactly so now, what 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 the Rip Tooth Fist is? Like Gary was saying, it's either on a Mega Boss, on a maw Crusher, or a Mega Boss on foot, and they can be equipped with a Boss Chopper and a Rip Tooth Fist, or a Gore Hacker, rather than the Rip Tooth, I think. Uh, so you know, but but that's not for this conversation. Uh, through 2.0 which is obviously the, the previous uh adoration of 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 age of sigmar i believe the gore uh, uh just for you know the two additional attacks was more popular than the riptooth as, as a weapon option um but i think the riptooth does allow to deal that one mortal wound uh a save of an unmodified six if you want to try and be more tanky i guess and yeah. i think that's where you're going to see it more popular in this edition and specifically, what the FAQ changed was the adder of the word melee weapon, uh, rather than the original text of unmodified save roll for an attack. Because I think a lot of people were using this for ranged attacks. Right. So I think adding in that melee thing uh, addresses a lot of uh, hiccups that were happening. Uh, and I think this rule was was as I said was getting misused, especially with the Maw Crusher, As as you know, you got this big you got this big uh, this big dude on an even bigger cabbage who you know got. Got to deal a mortal wound back on you if you shot him somehow. Well, so, I think I think that's where that that came from. A wording is everything, right? I mean, I mean we we see this as gamers.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. That's how um, loopholes and gotcha moments kind of happen too. Is whenever items like you just said where it says attack, so now it's not just from the intent being a melee weapon, but rules as written, it's just a straight out attack, and that's where. It becomes very difficult sometimes to go through it. I, I have a uh, analogy for that, but I don't want not use it on the show since we changed the rating a little bit. Let's just say if you have to push that hard <laughs> for something, it's probably not right. We'll just go with that.
2: There so. you go. Yeah. See, see, there. And, and this is this is why Gary is still a preschool teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a horrible but, path for me, For me. So. Well, yeah. Especially after how you told everyone how you put together push fit models. You're, nobody's ready for that. So. Nobody's ready for that. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. All right. So uh, let's go back to the FAQ. So <laughs> that's safe. So, so the ORC FAQ, uh, it, it really get, folks, it's almost entirely nothing. I mean, that's really about the meat and potatoes of it. I mean, we, we, we do know that uh, the release of the Dominion has them starting the new edition alongside Stormcast Eternals as the, the first out of the gate battle tome in 3.0. That's going to be out again in August. So for now, the only concern is getting them. Uh, what would be a good way to put it, Gary? Good enough to function with the new rule set uh, here in the early onset of
1: 3.0? Yeah, it's basically adjusting them to match what the uh, changes are for the new edition when it came out, what command abilities, things like that, to where you can't function the way that you did in 2.0. This is how it is in 3.0. And it's a holdover until you get your book. That's, right. Yeah, that's the same. Human- pretty much any of those hobbies to go
2: around yeah yeah that's exactly right and you know from the cruel boys point of view i, I do want to kind of address this and, and a lot of people just went oh man you're going to talk about cruel boys again yes yes i am uh hmm. but from the cruel boys point of view as it loosely relates to the faq see how i tied that in there uh are the hobgrots now i'm a little disappointed with this unit because i have been waiting for this unit oh since we started talking about them back in march the hobgrots uh the Gary, hobgrots, What is? yeah yeah do you, do you remember we spoke of those oops moments gary we, we forgot army you know about all those forgotten armies and units mm-hmm. remember those those oops you know ocr yeah. Bone reapers etc uh well hobgrotz this is also applies to these little bastards this little oops moment because um, i want to say this right now I, as a unit they're not good period um any potential hope uh they'd get a quick faq before the launch is squashed mostly by the fact that this faq is just for the orc war clans book and the cruel boys don't have a book yet so um i think this is a fall-off unit and i and i really think um they're a big poop for the cruel boys as a whole now let me let me i, I can see the look already uh, let me let me try to explain this i'd like to take a moment bef- before gary reaches through the computer screen and punches me but uh <laughs> why I, I think the Hob- No. Cruel boys in general, the army, love them. I think I think I was wrong about a lot of things initially with that army. I think this is the one anchor to their momentum, are, are, are the hobgroths. Um but why I think the hobgroths are a failure in regards to the cruel boys and the war clans as a whole. Um well it, it, it's pretty simple. Um first I want to say, I guess for this unit, if you want to use them as trash troops, they're okay to be bad. Um, having a cheap unit to stand on an objective, screen out a deep strike, or wear a terrorgeist uh, down to, to, you know, to, to face you know, some, some tougher units that, that, can, that can kill it, yeah, okay, that wins you matches, I get all that. Uh, but what makes them awful is that they're not cheap enough for how feeble they are, um, period. Uh, Their melee attacks are horrible, wounding as they do on fives with no rend and damage one. The shooting is slightly less bad, but not to the extent of doing meaningful damage, especially in Overwatch, where they're going to be throwing a small amount of dice hitting on fives. Uh, Three bad attacks per, per model might seem okay from a purely weight of dice perspective. I get that. Until you remember that they don't get the Venom Encrusted weapons since they lack the auric keyword. And i, I kind of I, I do this a lot gary i mean you know because of my day job engineering blah blah, blah I, I i maybe i over dissected it did, did i did i un, did i unnecessarily kick him in the nuts or do you agree with anything i just said
1: well i have a question and a keyword It says orc war or clans
2: does that mean it doesn't have the orc keyword um the well here's what i'm gonna do i'm, I'm looking at the uh, sheet yep i'm actually grabbing i'm actually grabbing my little cards here man uh, we are gonna, yeah. So, so what, what I meant by that is the Slitters here, their destruction, Orc Warclans, Hobgrot, Cruel Boys, and Slitters, and yep. so they uh, they don't get the venom encrusted weapons. Um, okay, because they don't have just a singular oracle, Orc Orc. Uh, yeah, or so you know well. what I, I should say that you know when I when I'm looking at their um, when I'm looking at their war scroll here, maybe I, I miss my I misspoke in, in my little analogy because. Uh, in looking at this they don't get the, the or maybe they should get it because they have it and they don't they in, in other words they don't even have venom encrusted weapons like the rest of the army does. Right. Well, cuz will so, looking at the keywords of another So I I might have misspoke. I apologize.
1: But cuz well, I, they don't get it. That's true because they have or war, war clans on a different sheet and then an orc. so they need to have both of those okay one is just, just telling maybe yeah. playing there with yeah. and then an orc is a singular one where they get the vitamin that's crust what so it is. yeah yeah I, I wasn't aware of that so yeah
2: they're not good and you and know? you know the thing is is that i think that was one of their fall off points uh as far as this unit i, I really do and um you know our, our is games workshop going to come back around and remedy it but you know we see this all the time right gary i mean it doesn't matter right. what side of the game game you're playing we see it all the time, and, and I think we see it more in Age of Sigmar. We see these – because I, th- I think Age of Sigmar is a community. I think we accept the trash troops more than, say, our, our cousins well, over in 40K.
1: Well, let's think about this for a minute. Okay, so their application isn't really going to be to go up and utilize that new cool poison with potentially 21 attacks per 10 guys because they don't have that, in they don't right. have that ability. Yeah. And then – you could shoot and then do that into one unit which is respectable when you do uh if you have say you reinforce them and you have a brick of 20. Mm-hmm. so that'd be 20 shots on fours so 10 hits blah blah, blah. a couple of sixes in there you might pluck out like three or four wounds but right. then you get a few charge in and do 40 some odd attacks to where sixes would be mortal wounds. Let's face it. You're not interested in the five plus the wound. You're not interested right. in no wound. You're not interested in one damage. You're interested in making that um, unmodified hit roll of a six into two additional hits. Right. And trying to increase your odds of doing mortal wounds, which don't exist. So there's no reason to talk about it in that capacity. Exactly. But they are very cheap. And in some missions, the objectives need to be held by cheap units. So your destructive units and your accomplishing units can go out and perform the task. Nothing I, I think more in any tabletop game than to have my 300 point I killer thing unit have to set on a damn objective and just allows my opponent to ignore.
2: Yeah, and, and that's where I think I think well, like I said before, I think the Age of Sigmar community is a little bit more accepting of trash troops. But at 95 points for 10 of them, my whole point is I'd rather see them at 80 points. I, I wouldn't be complaining right now if they were 80 points for 10. Just saying,
1: right? Because, but also, we like need to see till we hit the table.
2: Well, that, that's that's it too. But I mean, I just just looking at them and kind of being, you know, old game and bastard myself, I, I think uh, I think I kind of see some 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 holes in them. But uh, oh yeah, they're not world changers by any means. No, 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 no. not. I'll, not. I'll, take, I'll take my skinks over them every day week. And 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 we're gonna we're gonna come back. You know what? I'll tell you what. We are going to come right back and we're going to continue to talk about that because I want to throw your skinks in the barrel with this analogy because I think the skinks would beat the crap out of them. All right, so stick, right. On, stick around. Hey, gang. I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 days. 12.
0: Gamestorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will Card Game, PC Gaming and Repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at Gamestorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois.
2: Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.gamestormgaming.com.
0: They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, That's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street,
2: Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons, thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And, if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you Dice, Chuck, and sniffing Gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And... If that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. We are going to continue to talk about uh, the Auric War Clans. And uh, and Gary had to step away, man. He had, to, he had to use the bathroom, a little bit of a bellyache. No, uh, but you know, it's funny because I wanted to continue with, uh, with a little bit of an analogy here on what I was saying earlier before the break, because I, I think that that kind of warrants uh, a little bit here um, about the, uh, the, the hobgrots and, you know, I'll just say this since, since, since Gary's uh, getting back with us uh, in, in continuing with our conversation with the orc Warclans, I wanted to continue where, as I said, where we just left off and that's with the cruel boys, the hobgrots and our thoughts on them and, uh, and, and really more units in this army orc uh, warclans coming up here soon. Um, but I, I wanted to go back to what I said before. Is I think I think we have um, a little bit of an acceptance, you know, a threshold acceptance range in 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 the Age of Sigmar community as far as trash troops. And let me say something here, right here, man. I, I got this uh, this this cyborg uh, catamus. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a name, man. I, I think I just botched that. But you know, hobgrotz. You know, they're they're a lot worse than nobblers. Can you believe this guy Gary on the chats? You know, knocking nobblers like that. I don't know who it is, but it's either a really
1: good friend of you or somebody that's very new. It's
2: not a middle road person. I got to tell you, that's a hell of a stand to take, man. That's like I'm personally offended yeah. here, man.
1: And just because I wasn't here when it started, you know, that's not me typing that in there.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, but but yeah, I wanted to kind of I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit because as I, as I said before, and I want to tra- say this again, I think it's okay for a unit to be bad if if you can find a use for them. But we always seem to lump that bad unit in with being uh, an, an, an objective holder, and and I don't have the numbers, I don't have the specifics, but I don't know really, I don't know how well that always works out. I, I really, I I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think it works out as well as everybody thinks it is.
1: No, it only works out well if the rest of your army is doing what it's supposed to and allows them just to hold that objective. If your army that you're going against can't afford to go deal with them they have to deal with right in front of them that's the only way that they're going to function
2: yeah so. yeah so let's um let, let's let's kind of um let's kind of talk about a little bit uh, about your skinks right let, let's kind of use them as an analogy as far as like you know units that that are in a comparison, you know, unlike, unlike, you know, you can't really compare them to Nobblers because, you know, there there really isn't a unit as great as Nobblers in the entire game. As a matter of fact, you know, as I said before, Age of Sigmar could, could, you know, GW can completely get rid of every single unit they have, even in 40K and just replace them with Nobblers, with little guns, laser guns. It'd be a perfect game, you know. I think we should make that happen, Gary. What do you think?
1: I think that you need
2: to stop doing this. Ahead, All right, thank you very little. He's my, also my therapist, folks. Stop it, uh, but, you yeah. Um, no. So, Euro. so skinks, skinks are skinks are what they're like, uh, are they 70 points or something like that? Or, or, or they and, 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 you know, here's the thing. I, I, I think, I think with the buffs that the skinks get, um, I think that there's a lot of things, especially, you know, I think skinks have the right type of keywords. I think there's, there's, there's a lot to be said as far as in comparison to what skinks can do that hobgrots cannot. So I, I also think that there's a disconnect between what a poor unit is in comparison to what say another uh poor unit isn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So in a roundabout way, yes. And, and I, I think hobgrats lack the keyword, you know, to get their own allegiance abilities. I think there's a lot of things that fall off by Hobgrotz. I'm not saying that that they were, you know, completely uh Ignored, but I think I think in their development, I think there was a lot to be left unsaid. So I, I think I think if you're going to look at say what Skinks can do at at 60 points versus what Hobgrotz can do at 95, um, it's a night and day difference. I would much rather have Skinks. I'll put yeah. it that way.
1: The the reason why it changes that though is because like you said, Skinks are uh, buffable. They're able to get out a absurd amount of shots. Right, and based on the size you have, they're they get additional attacks. They're going to add to their saving throws with a star or stuff like that. But they're still, at the end of the day, they're they're going to die to any type of um, counter attack or any type of straight attack. But the difference is, is they can do damage themselves. Right. So you can't just ignore them. You have to do something with them or they're going to remove key components of your own. Yeah. And, where and it, the other ones are not going to do that.
2: Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of things like if you look at the buffing, look at what uh, the the, the Soulblade Gravelords have in in the zombies. You know, they can they they have a lot of, uh, you know, they, they have they have additional six inch pile in. uh They can have the mortal wounds. Um, you know, uh, I, I think whatever the, the 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 grenades are or not for the hobgrotts, I, I don't think that that stands up even to the zombies. You know, um, you know, right. take take gets Moonclan Grots, You know, um, they. Uh, they're more expensive, but they have right. their own innate war scroll benefits. You know, they have negative one to hit. They got a plus two run. They got a lot of things that, um, again, when you're looking at those, uh, what's the word we always use? Trash troops. Right. You know, I, I think I would rather have zombies or, or, or moon clan grots. Um, but I, I, think, I think for hob grots there there's, you know, I don't think right now they're in a position until you, until you drop their points. Like I said, I think 80 points cause they, you know, they do, uh, they they do throw grenades, which is not as good as sharp stuff, you know that that nobblers throw. Uh, right. But they but they do throw grenades, and that's worth something. You know, having that, that yep. unit that can that can shoot, especially now that we can have stand and shoot in this game, um, there is a value there, but not at ninety five points for ten of them.
1: Yeah, that, I agree. That points too high, unless we're missing something in the battle tune when it comes out.
2: Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how much their war scroll is going to change from the Dominion box to the Battle Tome. I mean, I, I think we're going to have All to ride with this unit. And you know, do I think people are going to take ten of them as a filler unit, ten of them to kind of do that? What we say, you know, stand on an objective. But you know, we we tend to do this in this community. And, and again, I know we're kind of segueing a little bit away from the Auric War Clans here, folks. We're going to get back to them in a second. But I, we we tend to do this. We make up this idea in our mind that having trash troops to sit on an objective is somehow uh, a requirement. It, it, well, it well, an requirement, yeah, that's a great way to put it, or an end all be yeah. all to your problems to to your objective problems yeah, and not. and like I said before, I don't think I don't have the exact numbers on that, but I really don't think it works out as well as a lot of people say it does,
1: yeah, I would agree I mean, they're not good to be able to go through it just just on that. I mean, I understand why they're there as a unit, mm-hmm. but they're just not um what are they gonna do for me? you know what are they going to do? From nothing. Set back and shoot something from 8 inches away that's not really going to do much. Right. I mean you're going to still get a decent number of shots to go through with the rim, but it's not it's not enough to deter your opponent from doing what their plan is.
2: Yeah, and, and that's and that's exactly right. And you know, and, and you know, I want to touch on one more thing before we keep going here. You know, we got Sean Sean Blake. You know, listen, could be worse. Could be a Sylvaneth. Uh, everyone is and everyone and their dogs is, on the internet is saying that uh, my tree boys are, uh, are are not good. I suppose. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, I think I think Kernoth hunters with swords and MSU units in this game are probably going to be pretty good, Sean. So watch out for them. But that's another show. That's another time, man. And and we're, we're, we we might have to do that one here coming up. We might have to talk Kernoth hunters, uh, Gary. We might have to get on that one. But um, let's stick with the Cruel Boys, War, War Clans, Cruel Boys. <laughs> let's keep going with that. So um, there's going to be two more Cruel Boy releases that I'd like to focus on. You know, I'd like to get away from, from Mother F and the poor little uh, rat runt bastards that aren't as good as Novelers. We're doing a good job with that. I so. know, uh, yeah, we're doing great. But I'd, I would like to get on with the two more units uh, that the Cruel Boys are going to be releasing. Uh, I'd like to focus on those because uh, the, the first one that I'm showing up here is the Swamp Boss Scum Drake. And uh, this is a new monster but, mount. Uh, Scum Drake, what did I say?
1: You no, know, that's a great name. You
2: said it right. Yeah, from well, I mean, the first time. But oh, I, mean, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know, I, I think Orcs and Nurgle have the the gr- the best names and, in and in the AOS. Simon. But Simon. this, I agree. But this is a new monster mount that, uh, is, is, is I think is really cool. It's probably one of the fav- my favorite things I've seen come out of this faction so far, uh, and the the, the box um, is is going to have a, a another another model you can make. It's going to be a two model box. And, you know, it's funny because when I, when I looked at this model and I looked at what they're, what they're trying to go for, it's almost like they're trying to bring back the old green skins of Warhammer Fantasy Battles and, and, and AOS, but give them a little bit of that, that Maw Crusher-type feel. And, um, but this is going to be a combo, and it, it looks like he's going to be pretty decent support and, and a combat piece as far as the army. Um, but uh, the alternate kit is a snatch a boss on a on a uh, uh, sludge raker beast and
1: uh, um, oh, those names are phenomenal.
2: They, I'm sorry, they really are. They they really really are. Which I think this might be the better choice of the two. It's it's you know of course I, I it's more generic. Uh, and this is as I said, it's technically the same model, uh, but mm-hmm. it's a new character in the form of a, a generic hero. Which you know that's my personal preference. I, I kind of like right. having the generic ones and. and um, I think he's going to be a little bit cheaper, obviously, because he's generic. But I think, I think he's going to have um, more of a presence on the board. It just, it just seems to me that uh, uh, you can do a lot more in the game with, with generic, uh, generic heroes. But i got to tell you, that, you know, so far, I'm really liking what I'm seeing with this army.
1: Yeah. Well, the ability to buff them or protect them from characters and the synergies that you can do with them is what's going to make or break probably just about any army. That's right. going to be AOS is like, here's the toolbox that I have. What's the best way for me to design these?
2: Do I just want to go
1: um, all like Volta boys, right, and send it back and shoot at people, or do I want to run up and try and uh, get in people's faces? well With, uh, I, yeah. gut rippers which are still kind
2: of bad also well i you know what? i i I don't know i think I think they're a little they're a little pricey, but I think gut rippers are actually pretty pretty darn solid um i, I kind of gave them a, a a bad grade early on, and I'm happy to say that I was wrong uh but as far as as far as these two uh models that that are obviously going to come in a combo box the uh this this one here the snatch a boss on a sludge raker beast and the other one is a swamp boss on a scum drake um I you know I see some great things coming in for the for these armies, but the one that is actually my personal favorite, just from a comical standpoint, is this thing called the uh, the Marsh Crawler slogoth. and this looks some, something right out of the Muppets, man. When I first saw this, I was like, this this is like this is like Jim Henson on LSD created this thing, and um, it, it it sounds like it's going to be a real tanky unit that can potentially punish units. Uh, and from what I understand, in some of the rumor leaks on this sucker, is that it's going to be able to heal. So, uh, depending on how it works in-game, I mean, this could be a serious pain in the you-know-what for your opponents. I think this one is going to be the more widely used of the two, because it looks like you're going to have, based off of that little net, you're going to have the giant ability, you know, stuff them in the net, you're going to have that little neck clamp thing uh, that's on there. I think that's going to offer some, some uh, probably something close to what the the Ogre Maw Tribes have with their... um, uh, with their, their little bear trap thing. I think that's going to be that. I, so I think this is going to, you're going to see this probably more widely used on the table. Um, thoughts. What do you think? The models are once again, phenomenal and names go right along
1: with them. Uh, I've always enjoyed looking at these. I'm going to go with this text real quick. Sure. The little thing on the back with the two maracas. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out there, just like a cheerleader saying, go, go, go. And it's like a contest of how many people they can scoop up and throw that net to be able to go through it. So I think it's going to have some sort of defensive capability. Right. To make it to where your opponent doesn't get to use the full force of whatever their army is or whatnot to go through it. So yeah. that's, that's the way that I look at it and anything that, we just came off of me talking about synergies. Anything that synergizes with the rest of your army being able to perform and your opponent's army being able to perform not as well based off of what you put on your list to go through and do that. Right. But the previous model looks like it's going to be more devastating for combat wise. Yeah. So maybe you run them in tandem to go back and forth.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. You're talking about the one that's more the more generic of the heroes. I think you're absolutely right about yep. that. Um but, you know, uh, outside of the new sub-faction uh, in the Cruel Boys and all the new toys that they're going to be getting, the orcs themselves, as the base army, do have a few tricks up their sleeves for 3.0 that I wanted to kind of talk about. And this really comes from a few conversations I've had well, with my son, who's also a uh, uh, an orc War clan player as well. And this kind of goes back to... Um, the more of the more of the the big wah the 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 bone splitters type of an army and that's the war docks and 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 these guys are just going to have a a huge impact on 3.0 as far as the support plays that they can make um but these guys are just another boost in i'd have to call it the love that the priests the priest models are getting for uh you know the categories moving into or that category as far as priests for for aos 3.0 Yep. And in, in in a big wah, uh type of build now big wah, obviously you know what that is orc war clans that's a that's a build yep. in the in the orc war yep. clans a player is going to get one point at the start of the hero phase for every friendly uh, war dock on the on the battlefield and so um, and, and and what that really does that that gives this unit it's really I'm going to call it that salt and sugar because okay. uh, at, at the start of the hero phase they can roll a dice and on a three plus they can give bone splitter models d three wounds back. So, uh, you know, I just think that, that having little goofy little units on, on this so emphasize what the orcs can do. Because the orcs, like you said, ABC, they're going to want to get in your face. They're going to want to start hitting you hard. They're going to take damage. Yeah. Now you got this little bastard in, in the Fruit of the Loom's underwear in the background there doing a little dance. And now everyone's healing D3 wounds. And um, I think that's going to be the little hidden, as I said, the sugar and salt of this army are our, our little models like the, like the war docks that I think are going to be widely used. Number one, because priests are getting a lot of love in
1: 3.0. Yep. So it's it, a whole synergy thing again to go along within your armies. Yeah. So if you can do something, um, we've had so many times to where I've been playing and a unit gets down to where I just need one more bottle to live. And this guy is that chance to have that one more bottle live or three to come back on um, heels wise. So
2: Right. And, and you know, I just think that, that you're going to see a lot of that. And this is an existing model. This is a rather old, this is an older model. I want to say the war doc goes back to um, 7th edition fantasy battles, I believe. So we're, we're talking a model that's probably looking at 15 years old by now. And we're seeing a resurgence. And I think a lot of that has to do with the love that priests are getting in the game. That's That's just one man's opinion here uh but the old tried and true here man you heard gary bring him up first and that's why i'm kind of bumping this talk right here uh i wasn't intending on talking about him but i uh, i pulled this together at the breaks so i want to throw this up there was uh the maw crusher and you know it's funny these guys are really looking gary a lot more appealing in this edition than i'd even have to say before and you know you always heard about you always heard about the double cabbage i realized that yeah but that three plus six... triple cabbage okay well yo that's right that's right that's right (laughs) i forgot about that yeah you were that lunatic um but look at that three plus save right there that three plus save getting a boost from having a character on top with that uh uh, the the finest hour Let let me let me let me show everybody what this is because i want to talk about this if i can get this thing pulled up here real quick the finest hour is something that i think um we should we should probably pay attention to because um you know, or even Mystic Shield, but everybody knows what Mystic Shield is, right? It's just plus one to your save, back to the old, old, old lovable Mystic Shield. I get that. But let's let's stick with the finest hour. You know, this is going to make them hit harder. Now, let me just, let me throw that out there. A Maw Crusher hitting harder. <laughs> so I think there's a lot. I think, there's, I think the Maw Crusher is really going to be back in a big way. Because obviously, well, obviously, duh, that was a dumb thing to say. AOS 3.0 is all about monsters, right? So... I mean, uh, do, you, do you see that? Uh, do you, you see yourself uh, maybe uh, maybe getting back with some crushes or, or maybe even Gavin at least?
1: Uh, it, it depends. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole of throwing money away until and then picking a particular faction. But since Gavin's already got that, it's just a natural progression to go into that. And to your point with the, the finest hour on it is ridiculous because unless I'm mistaken, can't you use a command ability on them? Is set to defend as
2: well? Yeah, yeah, you can't. a so, you know, so... one up save. Uh, pretty much yeah pretty much and, well, you, well you can't you can't have a one-up save Two's the best you can have but you can start negating well, rend at that point right that, that's what i'm saying when I, yeah. when I say
1: one up i mean i know a one always fails but if you hit me the rend of one i'm still at a two if you hit me a rend of two i'm still at a two well yeah you not, not, now you're yeah, three rend, yeah yeah but you're so but now you're, your the survivability just goes up and if you've never played against a mob crusher you want that thing dead you don't want it fighting you
2: no, you really don't. And I think I think with the three plus save, I think getting a boost, like as I said with with the finest hour, I think that's going to be really where um, the winner winner chicken dinner, as as we say, uh, is really going to be where it's at. So, I think there's a lot to be said for for what for what the orc war clans um, are going to be coming into three And I and I know we're kind of we're kind of standing on the precipice here of of, of three looking over with our with our binoculars, waiting for the, the the book to come in. So there's a little bit of uh, you know guesstimation that was going on here but i gotta tell you gary i kind of want to hear your thoughts on this one you know as an abc kind of a player and a guy that actually played orc war Clans, i've never played them i played against them but i'm really stoked for the new war Clans book i really am i mean you know but but i, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm throwing the the um the hobgrot um thing in here my, my little negative on the hobgrots but right. what's worrying me between um the, the the swamp Kala uh, from from the Dominion uh, uh, book and Kragnos having abilities that can negatively impact their own army. I'm a little concerned that GW might be reinvesting in the concept of of team killing dim wittery that they had way back in the day. See back in back in Warhammer Fantasy Battles sixth edition, seventh edition, eighth edition, they had things like stupidity, and they they kind of were very incumbent upon what we know of as destruction armies of today. And this was a defining theme of the destruction forces back in the day. And, and I know that it was flavorful and it was kind of neat, but it really makes me kind of flash back to the bad old days of green skin animosity and all the other things that happened. And I really hope that we're not getting into, into that. Were you familiar with all that at, at all back in the day with that?
1: No, but it sounds vague. Remember they had some of the
2: things like that, that
1: actually in 40 Q and I played it too. Like Necrons had it when your army got below X percentage, it just phased out and was gone um they had like tyranid models they would just run off the table right and there's nothing you could do about it and my opinion on that is that's great but keep that in the narrative and open play right and keep those rules out of match play
2: yeah i i you know what i i think that that's a great way to put that i think that almost should have because you know the other thing too is you want to keep i think what they're doing is great i, th- I think the game is going to speed up a lot i think with the advent of the smaller board i think with uh, a lot of the The participation in the rounds that's going to be happening, you know, things that I can do in your battle round and so on and so forth, and 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 vice versa. I think the game is going to be sped up a lot. But I'm I am worried when I see some of these things slowly creeping in. And maybe it's because I was a product of that rank and flank days where many times games could be pretty visceral, (laughs) you know, to 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 say the least, if you know what I mean, if you know what I mean. Yep. I do. But I you know, I envision go ahead
1: a thing in the, the chat uh heron yep. four three seven seven yep i said it does cap out at plus one minus one but it is cumulative so essentially right. if you're at a plus one to hit and i'm at a minus two to hit you're still going to be at a minus one to hit right because the top two will cancel each other out then you check i have another minus one so you're still a minus one to hit so if you're at plus at two to hit and i'm at minus two to hit now you hit normally right it's the same thing with saves if i'm at um Plus two to my save, and you're at a rend of two, they cancel each other out, and my save is normal. It's cumulative, so that's pretty much how that one's going to work for that ability to be that way. So it doesn't cancel it out per se, but if you're minus one rend and I'm at plus two save, you are basically your rend nothing, and I'm at a two
2: up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that, that's pretty much the, the high low that I pretty much have on the 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 uh, the I mean, I think I think coming into the army now, I think what, what we're going to be seeing and as far as three point uh, where do you think they're going to stand, Gary? I mean, do you think uh, what, what what where do you think they're going to be? You think they're going to be top tier, mid tier, low tier? Where where do you see them? So
1: the way that I look at
2: it is out of the box being
1: played by somebody out of the box. So they're going to be lower. Uh, b tier okay maybe upper c but if they're ran by to my point earlier in the discord chat that's the only army the person plays now you're looking at i would say low a yeah because now you understand okay i just have to get my charges off first right i have to be able to be defensive wise first you know so with that in play
2: i would put average player playing the first time low b Okay, all right, I like right. it. yeah I, I think I think I think I'm gonna agree with that. I think the army has a lot of tools and I think it's I think it's fairly forgiving on mistakes too. you know I think with multi wound models, I think the fact that uh, and, and tough models to boot, I think you're gonna uh, have um, a pretty a pretty solid um, army as far as uh, as far as being being forgiving on mistakes. Um, I think the army probably will be that mid B, maybe upper B for, for a player, but I think obviously like any army, any army at all. Um, a good case in point, point. I'll end it with this, you know, I think it was LVO-19. Uh, I think Bill Souza won um, the whole thing on the AOS side with a relatively uh, unknown, unimpressive uh, Flesh Eater Quartz army. I mean, yeah, he, I think he had a couple of terror guys in there, and I think he had a couple of, I think he had one um, zombie dragon. Uh, but I think for the most part, it was a relatively lowbrow army. It wasn't like at the time, you know, a lot of people running Grizzle Gore. My whole point about this is that you can tell that I bet you he played that game two, three, four games a week for a year prior to LVO. And he probably had sure. that thing down like a hot knife through butter in every single movement phase and, you know, every phase of the game. So I think that's where a lot of your success with armies come from. I think, uh, my whole point about saying that, I think Ogre, I'm sorry, Orc War Clans are going to play very strongly into that repetitive play. And that's why for the uh, for the opening segment, when we talked about, you know, Staying True or Sniffing Glue, I, I wanted you to kind of hit on that again because I thought, you know, yep. it was a good way to wrap up the show. But what do you think, man? You ready for the uh, the, the closing thoughts? I
1: certainly am. Right, I think it's going, to, it's going to play off of what we've talked about at the beginning of the show.
0: Cool. Is that my
2: cue? That's you. You got your cue, bud.
1: Oh, okay. I missed that one completely. Yes, and I've only had one drink. So i,
2: I got to I I underhand the ball to him. All right. Yeah,
1: you, you do. you got to go, hey, that's your turn to go. Um, so the thoughts on this, I go into AOS, and I'm going to piggyback off of what Patty did last week. Is, um, I went to a war meet uh, with my son. I played 40K, not going to lie. <laughs> but when I walked in, um, the reception to going in was great the talking to everybody was awesome the um crossover from discussing AOS and from 40k it was going on people commented is that your terrain yeah he's like that's different What well, is different but at what I'd like to go through I guess my, my thoughts would be we're all gamers and we're all doing this for basically the similar outlet the social aspect the tactical part of it the collection the hobby and to do what we're doing right now is this discussion with one another. And my, my thoughts on that are I couldn't be happier right now on a hobby perspective than I've ever been in the past. I am more, um, what's the word, say, juice to play more and learn more and get stuff built and get it on the table than I ever have been. And that's because of now having the AOS be part of my hobby community as well. And I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate it.
2: But oh, man, we're definitely happy to have you. I mean, Gary, you bring so much to the uh, the community and the hobby, and and uh, and you know, we're going to continue to grow, man, because uh, that's what this community does. Well, folks, that's a wrap, man. That's our show, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for uh, Grimdark Live as we talk about some 40k. And and actually, you know, I think Gary, you know something a little bit about 40k, right? A,
1: a tad enough. I read a page or two. Played right. a
2: game one. So yeah, yeah. And I think I think you know you, but it was an older book you read, right? Something like that. I think it was like. 1812, I can't remember. There you go. Overture, right, Napoleon. All right, well, yep. listen, folks, thank this you so short. much. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful night, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for a little 40K. Good night.
0: From York Live, we'd like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds we'll be back again real soon so until then roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a frickin' short pants you can get your grimdark live fix on on our live show or catch us on our grimdark live podcast never fear gang there'll be more great content from grimdark live coming to you each and every week so stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the
2: wrong week to stop sniffing
0: blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Green Dark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at gripdarklive.com and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, GrimDark Goons. Until next time, may the Dice Gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. short pants.